This is an oral history of the Lord's move in Plainview, Texas in the early 1960s. It's a story of what can happen when a small group of students love Christ and His church and give their lives to God's purpose in a practical way. The following is a personal testimony from James Barber, one of Witness Lee's earliest co-workers in the United States. The next episodes will be his first-hand account of what the Lord did among them in Plainview in those early days. Originally spoken to the church in Oklahoma City as a history of the Lord's recovery. After Major Thomas came and we began to see something of life and we had a year of that, then we heard Brother Lee and we realized this is what the Lord is leading us to do. So we quit our job. I believe we got that far, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. We quit our job the same day Kennedy was shot, November 22nd, 1963. And we prepared to go to Los Angeles for the December conference of 1963. That's all we knew. We hadn't seen the church yet. We wasn't that clear, but we knew we had to go this way. So we prepared during that time. We played the tapes, as I mentioned, of the time I heard Brother Lee and Tyler in November of 63, for about 30 students came to my home for about a three-week period, night after night. Night after night, we listened to this man. You could hardly understand his English. Mm. Night after night for three weeks. And out of that time, there were six of us. Actually, it began with about 16 that were going to go. But as uh, the time came closer, everybody began to cancel out because they didn't know where they were going. Now, I don't blame them. And of course, some of them never made it. But it ended up six of us were going to go to Los Angeles after hearing this time. And I think I mentioned it. Ben McPherson, he was just about 19 at that time, I'm sure, 20. Ray Graver, they, those two were with me. And then Rodney Phillips borrowed Benson's car. Because Vincent was now in Dallas, going sometime to the seminary, and involves some navigator stuff. But Vincent, he wouldn't go, but he loaned his car to Rodney. So Rodney had in his car Max Hale and Joe Young. So that was the six of us that went to Los Angeles in 63. Again, I want to tell you, I didn't see the church at this time. I didn't see it. A Jim Colvin and Elton Carr had uh, begun to spend some time in the normal Christian church life together and to meet together just to have some fellowship together. But my concept still had been that you must get this into the denomination for some time after that book came out until I heard Brother Lee. Of course, I heard him in November. Then we were busy the whole time reproducing tapes, getting them ready, for all these students to listen to night after night after night from November until the time I had agreed to terminate my job. Another thing is I had no idea what I was going to do. You know, I had a wife and two children, two small little boys, very little. And you just don't quit your job. Or how are you going to support your children? How are you going to do anything? But I did. I quit my job and I mentioned in the conference then right before we left. I had to speak in one place, and I really got the encouragement from that song, Higher Ground. Right. Amen. 
And uh, I really saw I couldn't stay. I had to go. I had to go. I didn't know what I was going to, but praise the Lord, we went. So the six of us went to Los Angeles in December of 1963. And uh, as I mentioned a little bit, at this time, Ray was not clear at all. Ben really saw something of the life. He was so open to Brother Lee, he was ready to quit anything and go anywhere. But Ray wasn't clear about anything. He had not been there when Major Thomas had been there. He did not see life that clearly. He just didn't have enough money to go home for the Thanksgiving holiday, so he went with us. <laughs> for the uh, December holidays. I don't even want to use that word. So he went with us. I didn't realize this at the time. I thought he was kind of more open, but I found out later from Ben. No, he, had, he was going to prove the whole thing was a fraud. You know, right. <laughs> he's on something. He's on to it. <laughs> he spent a lot of time arguing with Brother Lee, too. We'll get to that. <laughs> so we went to this conference. I had no idea what I was getting into, what I was going to. So we arrived, and they worked out where we were staying, hospitality. We we got there. Of course, I'd never even been to Los Angeles before. You can get lost on those freeways. Like right? And I'm just a small town boy. We got there, and they got there. Two different cars we went in three different times. This was the Volkswagen we were in. That we like to froze to death. <laughs> it was cold in that thing. It just needed one of those little connections. Peter to the pipe that was up there. But I didn't know it was something so simple. I thought that thing would work. Anyway, we froze to death, especially going into, into the Arizona. We went around Flagstaff and that way. Got a heater in December. <laughs> Sleep in the back of the supposed life. But anyway, we got there. Okay, I knew one thing, and I mentioned I knew Brother Lee, that's all, and I was going to hear him in this conference. So they prepared the hospitality part. The first man we met was John Ingalls. We went to his house, and there was a, a little Chinese man by the name of Samuel Chang. We met him. And uh, we still didn't know what we were doing. But so we came to the first meeting. And I said, what have I gotten into? Yeah. People were saying, amen, groaning, <laughs> you know, and everything. I just wasn't used, you know, a sudden balance. And actually, you have to realize at that time, there were more Chinese than there were Caucasians, in a sense. There were, at this conference, there were more Caucasians, actually. But, you know, it seemed, that, you know, more Oriental, kind of, and uh, this noise and groaning. <laughs> I thought, am I in something Pentecostal? <laughs> you know, it was a 10-day conference, morning and evening, with an afternoon time for questions and answers. That's where Ray got into it. <laughs> 10 days, we heard, brother. Morning and evening. And it, at this time, he brought out the matter of the ground of the church so clearly we couldn't miss it. We just couldn't miss it. We've seen life, now we begin to see it. We had to take the way of the church. It took ten days. But at the end of the ten days, we were clear. You see, we had to come back to Texas and begin to meet as the church where we were. 
Yet here we are. We were all solid members of the denomination where we were even going to this school there. Everything. Of course, I had already quit my job, but still I didn't know anything what to do either. We came back and we began to meet. We decided we weren't going to tell any of that 30 <coughs> that had been coming to listen to the tapes Brother Lee, before we went, what we were going to do. We knew two that would be ready to meet. That was Elvin Carr and, and Jim Cole. Because they had gotten into the normal Christian church life actually more than we had. So we told them we were going to meet. And we started meeting first on Sunday afternoon. So we wouldn't interrupt anybody else's meeting. And uh, we began to meet. But before long, we just couldn't meet Sunday afternoon. We had to start meeting Thursday morning, Thursday evening. And uh, in other words, we quit. We totally quit going to any of our denominational meetings. And when we began to meet together, we started with six. And within two weeks, there were 25, 25 meetings. Because all of those ones began to see. And we didn't know anything to do but to pray and to sing. That's all. Just pray. So we brought one of a kind of a hymn book that some things printed up of, uh, that we had brought one back. And we tried to reproduce several songs of a little mimeograph sheet. There was about ten songs on it. We really wore those songs out. <laughs> but we would pray and sing. That's all. I wasn't about to share anything. I wasn't going to share. What are you going to share? We're not going to speak. Have any kind of speaking? We just pray. We sung. And mostly pray. We just pray, pray, But those means. And of course, we declared we're taking the ground of the church and blame you, Texas. Amen. Amen. And uh, like I say, around 20 started meeting with us, and before long, all 20 gave up all the nominations, gave up everything. Not all were Southern Baptists, but most were. So if we all gave up everything, we just began to meet as this little group. And uh, we just didn't know what we were doing, but we were enjoying the Lord. I have to tell you, those meetings were so enjoyable. I would have never gone back. I would have stayed till the Lord came with that group of 20 people. Wow. Now, of course, Benson wasn't in on this, but he heard what we were doing, and he heard. I talked to him on the phone, and he said, well, he said, when y'all started this, doing this and started talking about leaving and this and that, he said, I made a study of the book of Acts. And he said, I studied the book of Acts thoroughly. And he said, I cannot find anything wrong with you what, what you do. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he studied the book of Acts thoroughly. <laughs> but he still wasn't quite that uh, clear. Like I mentioned, he almost came along to hear Brother Lee in November, but he, he changed. But still, he was keeping in touch with us all along. And of course, his brother Rodney was meeting with us. And by this time, uh, Ray and Marilyn had gotten married. And Anita McPherson also had shown up on the scene. She was not in Wayland, but she was from Plainview. And somebody, I forgot who, had met her and brought her to one of our meetings. And she liked it immediately. And Ben liked her immediately. <laughs> <laughs> she kept coming before they got married. This all happened within a six-month, eight-month period after we the meeting. Of course, we started meeting in January of 1964. In January of 1964, we began to meet. And I'd say that in two weeks' time, we had 20. You know, you can have a good meeting with 20. Yeah. A real good meeting. Yeah. And all we did was pray, pray, pray some more, and sing, and pray. We really didn't have much testifying. We didn't know how to testify. We didn't know how to do anything. 
But we learn how to exercise our spirit by praying. We have to realize at this time we did not have calling on the Lord. And we did not have pray reading the word corporately. We only had to pray and to say amen. And to pray and say amen. And to pray together and to say amen. And we learn to exercise our spirit just by doing this. And as I mentioned, when I heard Brother Lee in November, one of the uh, messages that he gave was how to feed upon the Lord in the Word. So I took that message and I listened to it. You don't catch it right away. It's quite simple to pray over the Word, to pray with the Word, to pray about the Word. That's simple. But you don't get it. And I listened to that tape in our home. Of course, uh, by that time when we started to meet, I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I was going to do. I'll tell you later what happened. I listened to that tape again and again and again, and it began to, to, I began to catch it. You're supposed to pray the Word, you know, and pray over and pray with the Word. Use the Word for your prayer. And I decided to try it with Psalm 23. And so I started in the morning time, started with Psalm 23, and I was going to pray it. I'd never, I'd memorized Psalm 23. I'd read Psalm, I'd heard sermons on Psalm 23, but I never prayed Psalm 23. So I began to pray, The Lord is my shepherd. And I said, Oh Lord, you are my shepherd. Thank you, Lord. You are my shepherd. Oh Lord. Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Amen. Oh, it began to taste good. Yeah. I never tasted anything like that. But I was going, the Lord, look who's my shepherd. The Lord's my shepherd. The Lord's my shepherd. And I said, I shall not walk. Of course I shall not walk. If the Lord's my shepherd, what do I want? So I just enjoy the word. Praise the word. Taste the word. And I spent three weeks in that one song. Just praying. So I began to taste something of praying, eating, feeding on the Lord in the Word. So I had to go see my dad. Of course, he didn't know what I'd done yet. And he was very unhappy. I told him because he had sent me through college. He had sent me through seminary. He was a lawyer in West Texas. Still is. And I had to go tell him. I quit, left the denomination. His dad was a circuit rider, Baptist preacher, years back. So he had been Baptist for years and all of this. When I told him I just left everything, he wasn't too happy. He didn't say it to me. He just told Virginia. He told her it's like I bought him a, a white suit. That was the seminary. And he just rolled in the mud with <laughs> I had a good time rolling in the mud. <laughs> but when I told him I quit my job, I had no job, then he told me this. Very interesting. He said, Well, he said, in November. And I checked to see November when. It was the same time I was hearing Brother Liam Tyler. In November of 1963, the very same week, he turned over a cattle truck. Well, you know, he's a lawyer, ranger, everything. And he had an empty cattle truck on Ranger Hill. You know where Ranger Hill is? <laughs> he turned over a cattle truck there. And he wasn't hurt, but it made him realize he could, you know, he could be gone anytime. So he began, as a lawyer, 
And at that time, you could do this. You can't do it now. But he began to save the inheritance taxes. You could, at that time, you could start, you could turn your, all your holdings over to your children as a gift. And you keep it as a trustee. And still, when you die, they get it without inheritance taxes. It's kind of a legal thing, which uh, I think because of him, they changed the law. Because <laughs> he did it for a lot of people. Anyway, when he realized he could go, and then he had some kind of oil royalties he had picked up as a lawyer. So at that time in November, when he had that accident, at the same time I was hearing Brother Lee, he started the legal proceedings so that I would start getting some oil royalties, which started in January of 1964. Of course, it wasn't that much. It was about $150 a month. But still, I took that as something from the Lord. Amen. And He did not want me to give it to Him. And I have to say, from that time until now, I have never had to go out and physically work to get a job to support my wife and children. And He has, the Lord has done more, I'll tell you more, than I could ever ask or think. And so we just begin to trust Him and live on $150 a month. Wow. Well, in 1964, you could almost do it. <laughs> almost. Of course, our house payment was $125 a month. But there were different things like, you know, the Lord just provided in different ways. Like we could get meat free from our ranch and other things. So we made it for a while. Then we met there for eight months with these students. And Brother Lee came to see us in April. 64. He came to visit a little group of playing students mainly came together. And at that time, Tim House was not been fully caught yet. He was meeting some with us, but he was strongly still in the nomination. But when Brother Lee came in April of 64, he was the VSU president, Tim House was at that time, but uh, he couldn't stand against that. So he gave up everything, resigned his job, and dived in with the rest of us. And uh, it was amazing. We didn't advertise Brother Lee's coming, but people came. People came. Remember, I don't know where they came from, but our house was full of people. Of course, some of the saints said things to different people. And a lot of funny people showed up. It seemed like all the funny ones showed up. <laughs> but there were one or two, I don't remember exactly, that really got touched. Anyway, the main thing of his coming was just to strengthen our being there. Then, of course, actually I had met him in Albuquerque because I wasn't working. I met him in Albuquerque when he was there, and he, and he was also in Odessa. And that's where Francis Ball was, and Francis Ball was caught, pretty close to being caught. He was still a pastor, but he went to Francis' church that he was pastor. Brother Lee spoke there. <laughs> it was kind of a brethren type. It was Odessa Bible Chapel in Odessa, Texas. And so I'd gone there, and then he came to Plainview next after that. And so I had been, while he was in Albuquerque, then Odessa, and then we came to Plainview, and they were driving. They drove all the way. My brother Chang was driving in his old Nash Rambler. <laughs> Sister Chang were driving early on this trip. And uh, they already had some ice and spun around. <laughs> Brother Lee got real sick in Albuquerque right before he was coming to Plainview. Uh, but anyway, I thought prayer. He got better. So he came, and then from Plainview, 
after the meetings in Plainview in April of 64, we went to Houston, Houston, Texas, and uh, we rented a motel there. Remember the Navigator Bible classes in Tyler. I told you about when Brother Lee first went there. They had some connections there. Anyway, a large number of people came to uh, the meetings there in Houston, including uh, some kind of brethren or brotherly connected people who later became opposers. They came to the meeting and they became opposers later on. Anyway, not too much came out of those meetings then in Houston. Then we went to, to Tyler and to Dallas. When we went to Dallas in April of 1964, that's where Benson was. And so Brother Lee spoke in Dallas just, I think, two or three meetings, but it was still connected with these Navigator Bible classes. And you've heard Brother Lee tell the story. They told him, don't speak on the church. They told him, don't speak on the church. The people here are not ready for that. And so he was willing to go along. He just spoke life until the last message. He was speaking in Romans 8, maybe. And the last message, he just felt he had to speak on Romans 12. So he spoke on Romans 12. But of course, Benson, he was just about already caught anyway. But that was the final capturing word. And Benson gave up after that. After hearing Brother Lee speak that time in Dallas in April, Benson was caught. So he was coming, going to move to Plainview. But as it was, there was the summer training in Los Angeles in July. And this was April. And they were working on this big house on Bonnie Brain Street to make it, it could only seat about 150 people, to have the July conference and training there. Benson and Ben went early to Los Angeles and helped them work on that. So he didn't ever come to Plainview, actually. He went to, uh, to Los Angeles with Ben to go early. And during this time, after go during this eight months, we were in Plainview after I felt from the Lord that he did not want me to get a job, at least for then, since this money had come, and it was coming regularly, and there seemed to be the supply from the Lord, I wrote Brother Lee, and I told him I had the burden to move to Los Angeles. Of course, I couldn't leave all these students immediately, but I had the burden to come there, and he wrote me back, and I told him about the financial situation, etc., what had happened. He wrote me back, and he said, we strongly invite you to come. He said, the co-workers here are open to you. And we would really like to have you to come. So I made up that in my mind, in prayer, before the Lord and everything after that, that I would move to Los Angeles at the time of the summer conference and training of July 1964. And Elton Carr, also, who was also older than the rest, Elton and I were the oldest. And by older, we mean 27, 28. <laughs> and so we moved, we planned to move to Los Angeles in July of 64. Of course, when we presented it to them, they weren't too happy about that. They didn't, they weren't too open. Ben didn't like it. Ray liked it less than that. You know, it's hard to get through Ray. <laughs> so, actually, he was real strong. So, we didn't push him too strong until we got that letter from Brother Lee. When we read that letter, and of course, what can you say? That letter. So, I read the letter to the group. And that settled it. We were going. <laughs> but we knew, we knew, uh, especially, you see, now since Vincent would be there, that either the Lord would lead them to move to Los Angeles also, or else the Lord would continue to do something in Texas. So, 
And uh, after April, we all, the whole church went to the summer conference. Every one of them. Every one went. Around 20 to 25, maybe 30 at that time. We went to the summer conference training in Los Angeles. And there, we found two other Texans were there. Actually, they came a little later, but we never met any Texans other than the ones that we were and the ones we knew that were coming from Tyler, which is just one. And we met a Texan there, and his name was Herman Mason. <laughs> I had his girlfriend there. Not his wife, but his girlfriend. Her name was Kathleen. <laughs> Kathleen Corp. And they had had some contact with Benson and Barbara, because they were both there, but also they had heard Brother Lee in Washington, D.C. that very summer of 64. And uh, they were there selling Bibles with the Mavs. And anyway, they had gotten the word that he was there, and they heard Brother Lee, and they got the burden to come anyway. And Benson and Barbara had some contact with them too. Anyway, they showed up there. So here was somebody going to Baylor University. Showed up there. So we all got enthralled by that conference and training, which was mainly the book, The Economy of God. We heard those messages. The Economy of God in the summer of 1964. Then, of course, Benson planned to go back to Plainview. And Herman and Kathleen were going to be in, in Baylor, so they would be in Waco. So they planned to go back there, but Barbara... Benson's future wife was also in Baylor, although she was there that summer. So Benson came back to Plainview for a while. Then he moved to Waco to stay there, and so that's how Waco started with four people. The church in Waco started with four, Benson and Barbara, Herman and Kathleen, because that was later after the summer concentration in 64. Well, we had moved there, and Elton had moved there, and that, that left them in Plainview. And to give you a little history of how things started in Texas, that's how it began. Of course, those first eight months, then there was this group in Plainview meeting. There was a group in Tyler, Gene DeBerry came out of, and Bob Bynum, and that's about it as far as any that made it. And so only, the only thing that came out of Tyler was Gene DeBerry and Bob Bynum. And James Stringer, right, James Stringer. Got him. Okay, those three came out of Tyler. Then there was a group in Plainview. There was also a group in Odessa that Francis was in for a while, but he also moved to Los Angeles, and the rest of them in Odessa didn't make it either. But eventually, you see, we ended up this way. Elton and I were in Los Angeles, and by that time, the church in Los Angeles was quite big. It almost had 100. Uh, <laughs> and of course, we still had 20 or 30 so in Plainview, and now four in Waco, not too long after uh, the summer of 64. So this is where we were, and probably next time we'll be able to cover more ground because this has got us now fully into the recovery. Amen. And then we can tell you what had happened at the same time in Los Angeles and in Texas. And as in the, during the 60s, up till, uh, you know, up till the present time, what the Lord has done. You know, there's over a thousand meeting in Texas right now just from that small group of students that started out. And uh, you know how many from Los Angeles has spread to the whole world. Yeah. Right now, but this was the beginning stages in this country and how the Lord sovereignly 
brought us uh, into it in a sovereign way. It was His choosing why any of us come in. It's the Lord's mercy. Nobody knows. I knew a lot better brothers than I was. And I, after I heard Brother Lee, I took the tape recorder. I had one of these old bill, you know, reel-to-reel in those days. This big reel-to-reel recorders, wall and sack. Yeah. And I carried around and I played Brother Lee for all my friends. <laughs> I thought, man, all you got to do is hear it and you'll come right in. Yeah. Did you think that? There was nothing to read, but nobody, 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 not anybody, nobody, not anybody. But praise the Lord, the Lord did bring in those students. Amen. Hallelujah. So, getting to the fall of 1964, we were had moved to Los Angeles, and that was a very hard experience, because Los Angeles is Los Angeles. We sold our house in Plainview, where the payments were $125 a month, for a three-bedroom brick, no car garage, etc. You know, bought it for seventeen five, and we sold it for four hundred dollars equity. I remember we sold it for, and we spent it that summer going to Los Angeles. Well, I had had the house for about a year. It wasn't worth too much in those days. But anyway, the living situation was very poor in Los Angeles. We stayed in for a year. We lived in an apartment, at a very poor apartment with all kinds of terrible people lived there. Now he's getting into that. But we didn't care, really. We were there for the Lord's return. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, maybe next time we'll be able to wrap the whole thing up. All right, maybe make two more times to show how the Lord has spread then from this beginning in this country, Los Angeles and now in Texas, especially from Los Angeles, to spread to all the, the, the five continents that the Lord recovery is today in the last 10 years. next time on Plainview. It's not a small thing that we are standing on the shoulders of many others. It's something that's been going on now for 50 years. It started in 1922. It's now 50 years later and it's still, it's going on stronger. And it's spread to five of the continents already. And that happened by the saints coming basically 1970 and 1971, they came from Africa, they came from Australasia, they came from South America, they came from Europe in 71 and 72. They all started coming here. They saw something, they stayed a while, they went back and the Lord has raised up churches all over the earth.